When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, yes. New York State of Mind. Got this big governor race coming up in November. We already missed with Eric Adams. Too late now. Good luck there. Can't mess up with governor. Kathy Hochul needs to go. We've got a bunch of Republican candidates that um, will be great for this job. Uh, There's three in particular that we talk to on this show often. Rob Astorino, who'll join us tomorrow. Lee Zeldin, the pride of Shirley Long Island. He was on last week. And our next guest, who, of course, is the son of the aforementioned commercial, Rudy Giuliani, and has come on this show and time and time again. I mean this. I get messages, so does Bernard, Andrew, from people who say, this kid sounds like the guy we need. Aggressive, smart, not afraid. So with that said, here he is, Andrew Giuliani. Good morning, Andrew. Kid, Bernie, great to be with you. You know, it's funny. I'm actually in Albany right now, waking up here today after a day in Rochester yesterday, and, and, and I've been joking around with my team that maybe our motto should be MAGA, make Albany great again. Love it. But, but, then, again, but then again, I don't know if Albany's ever been great, so maybe just got to be MAGA, make Albany great. <laughs> That's a good point. You know, you, uh, I, I got an email yesterday from one of our coworkers, Jen Grott, and she said, Andrew Giuliani just reached out to me. And he said the Board of Elections looks like they're going to approve him, and he should be on the ballot. Was there ever a doubt? Uh, Well, you know, look, one of our competitors, as you mentioned before, Congressman Zeldin, uh, has decided to challenge our petitions. Uh, We ended up submitting 24,579 petitions. Uh, After Friday's hearing with two of the commissioners, uh, they took only four of those signatures off the ballot which means we stand at over 24,500-plus valid signatures. They will meet today in Albany to decide whether or not we will be on the ballot. Uh, I believe the congressman has another legal challenge against us to try to knock us off this. But the truth wow. is we, we will be on the ballot. We will be debating. This will not be the backroom deal candidate. This will be all about the 2.9 million registered Republicans getting ready to decide whether I'll be their nominee, Rob will be their nominee, or as you mentioned, Lee will be their nominee. Yeah, so I understand, uh, Andrew Giuliani on the Bernie and Sid show, that Rob Astorino will validate his uh, board. The Board of Elections will will officially validate his petitions today and put him on the ballot. I understand that takes place today. Now, your dad is getting, he's going to go on the stump for you. He's going to campaign for you. And there was a report in the New York Post that your father called Lee Zeldin a liar. What was that all about? Well, I think it goes back to this, right? Lee, for a couple of weeks, said that he was not behind these challenges. uh, And in order to sue us, he had to put his name as candidate aggrieved on these challenges. Now, the same lawyers, uh, the same lawyers uh, that were involved in this stuff. And the truth is, he has been claiming election integrity, right? He's put together an election integrity team whose focus is only to knock myself and Rob off the ballot. And he has two convicted felons that are running this election integrity team, uh, John Haggerty, 
and Tom Spargo. I think New Yorkers need to know this. We can't be disguising election integrity and having two convicted felons actually running an election integrity team, which is meant to knock your competitors off the ballot. Here's the thing, Bernie and Sid. I want to have as many debates as possible. And I mentioned this in Rochester. We should have a debate in Rochester. We should have a debate in Binghamton. We should have one in the North Country. We already have two planned in New York and one in Long Island. This has to be a choice for every single Republican around the state. This can't be a backroom deal, and this can't be the result of trying to knock competitors off the ballot because of technicalities. This has to be because it's so important. It has to be everybody's decision. Man, I got to tell you, Andrew, uh, I'm very disappointed. I am. Uh, look, uh, at the end of the day, whether it's you, Andrew, or Lee, or, or Rob, uh, the three of you guys, or this uh, Harry, whatever the hell his name is, you guys should be talking about why Kathy Hochul needs to go Absolutely. and needs to go yesterday. Instead, Astorino comes on the show and he blasts Lee Zeldin. Lee Zeldin is trying to get you off the ballot. And, in fact, I even asked Bernie weeks ago, I said, do you think these guys will get ugly? And he said no. He said, I think they all realize the important job ahead is to remove Hochul, and instead there's a lot of catfighting, a lot of infighting between you three guys. We need to fix that. Look, this is the most important thing, and whether our primary is on June 28th or whether it's moved back to August, which hopefully we'll find out this week, this 100% is the most important thing. And whether I'm the candidate, whether Lee's the candidate, whether Rob's the candidate, whatever it ends up being, I will coalesce behind the Republican because that is the most important thing. But I do think that New Yorkers need to know a little bit of the sausage-making process in all this and the fact that Lee has been trying to duck a debate and has been trying to get his opponents off the ballot instead of having these open debates. Uh, you know, look, maybe this is being my father's son. Maybe this is working for President Donald Trump. Um, but I don't like when people are disingenuous, whether they're Democrat or Republican, and I have no problem calling it out. Um, and I think that's one thing that New Yorkers need to know about me. And, and that's why I think I'm the right choice to go into Albany. I'm not a candidate that's going to be owned by a party boss or by a consultant. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what's right because I learned from guys like Giuliani, from Donald Trump, in terms of how you go in there to a massive bureaucracy and break it open with a wrecking ball. And trust me, when we look at Kathy Hochul, when we look at what Andrew Cuomo developed in Albany for the last 10, 10 and a half years, you can't come in from the inside and tweak this thing. You need to go in here with a wrecking ball because it's a disaster. I mean, I, I don't mean to be long-winded here, guys, but just think about the whole process in which we will find out if the primary remains on June 28th or in August. You know who has the final pen on that? It's Kathy Hochul. Yeah. There's nobody who's more influenced than Kathy Hochul. If you tell me this system isn't broken and doesn't need a wrecking ball, then I'm sorry. I need to give you new lenses. <laughs> no, listen, uh, yeah, that's, that, that is very funny. Andrew Giuliani on the Bernie and Sitcher running for governor of the state of New York. By the way, a primary fight is a primary fight. I mean, that's just the way it is. It does get ugly. Just think of the uh, 2016 campaign, Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, Lion Ted, Marco Rubio, little, Mar little Marco, and then afterwards they all rallied around each other. They rallied around Donald Trump, the victor. Well, unless and, you're uh, Jeb Bush, the low energy, the Bushes never really liked them after that. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> that's true. They, didn't get, they never got over it. They never really did. And Well, it got personal with the Iraq War. But anyway, Andrew Giuliani, I guess uh, this would be a good time to segue to um, your potential Democrat opponent. You have Tom Suozzi. He's going up against uh, 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 Kathy Hochul, and he was on this show, on the Bernie and Sid show, and we asked him about a certain parental rights act down in Florida, and he said he thought it was reasonable. He thought it was reasonable until the pressure came down from the uh, 
he, his own uh, you know factions on the left in his own party and the press, and he was he was asked to elaborate on it. Then he backed off and he said, "No, no, you know what? My comments were inartful." I mean, this is what people hate about politicians. They yeah. don't. They really don't have principles. They don't stick to what, what they say. And Tom Suozzi is a perfect example of that. You're absolutely right. Hey, look, I think about this. Tom Suozzi plays moderate on TV. But when you vote 93% of the time with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, you tell me oh. if you're a moderate. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, those, look, right. and to me, that's why I love talking about the facts. You know this, guys. You interview politicians and people running for political office all the time we all have narratives we all have stories but the truth is you can't explain away the numbers they're there and they're hard and sometimes they hurt but the truth is it's the best way for new yorkers to see actually where you stand as tom swazi why 93 percent of the time with alexandria casio cortez a self-avowed socialist that's a good question andrew giuliani here running for governor catches father every weekday afternoon at three o'clock and i do take some pride so does bernard in the fact that i and we uh, actually made you two aware, because you didn't even know it at the time, that Eric Adams was referring to your father's tactics in solving the crime issue as racist. And now both of you guys have come back, and your father went on a rant last week. We played the cuts all morning long last Wednesday, Andrew. <laughs> You're laughing. It was some of the best radio I've ever heard. If Eric Adams yeah. is one-tenth the mayor your father was, he will go down in history as an all-time great. And this guy is yelling and screaming about you and your father being racist. I'm glad to see you guys took it personally because, quite frankly, you should have. Well, the truth is, look, I would say that there's no greater change agent, maybe since Henry Hudson came down that river to the west of you there, um, you know, uh, Rudy Giuliani in the history of New York City. And I think if you look at the numbers in terms of more black New Yorkers and more Hispanic New Yorkers lives saved. Nobody's had more of an effect on that than Rudy Giuliani. I mean, there were 2,200 murders a year when Time Magazine wrote about the rotting apple back in 1991. That number by the time he left office was around 500 and went down to 289 before Putz de Blasio came in there. (laughs) Um, the, The truth is, every single one of those years, about 70% 70% of the victims of those crimes were black and Hispanic Americans. So you tell me doing, again, the numbers, who had a greater effect on black and Hispanic New Yorkers than Rudy Giuliani? Look, the truth is, and Eric Adams can try to yell and scream as much as possible, Rudy Giuliani is going to go down in history as the greatest mayor in the history of New York and honestly one of the most important figures in this city's long 400-plus year history. Oh, yes, for, for sure. Rudy Giuliani should have been the NAACP Man of the Year for like eight years running, for God's <laughs> sakes. He saved so many black lives. It's so true. Uh, so, Andrew Giuliani on the Bernie and Sid Show, there still remains the issue of no cash bail. I mean, what Kathy yeah. Hochul put into a play was so weak, so ineffective, and she's going to try to campaign on, I reformed the no cash bail. She did not. And so it, it's going to be up to you, you know, uh, stipulating that you're a victor. Uh, to reform this. And how are you going to get that done with this uh, woke state legislature? Well, look, it's, it's a great question, and I think this is very simple. On day one, this is a January 1st, 2023 priority, uh, I sit down with Andrea Stewart-Cousins uh, and Carl Hasty, the Speaker of the Assembly and the head of the state Senate, and say very simply, we have a budget negotiation coming right up. If you want me to fund this priority of yours, you need to make sure we need a full repeal of bail reform, period. This is the most important thing 
from a crime perspective that a governor can do. And look, I know I mentioned this to you guys before, but you don't have to look any further than her state of the state speech a few months ago. She never one time mentioned cashless bail um, or bail reform. And, and the reason is because she's pandering to her leftist base over here. She's finally seen some polling numbers that said, whoa, even Democrats don't find this to be appealing. So she's giving us a little bit of word salad with no action behind it right there. <laughs> word what salad. I can tell you very simply, Yes. What I could tell you very simply is you're going to have in a Governor Giuliani somebody that is all about action. It's going to make sure that we end this war on cops on day one. And that means repealing bail reform. That means firing Alvin Bragg or any of the other 62 district attorneys who violate their oath of office. And it means, more importantly, allowing police to be proactive again. Look, we've seen how broken windows can work. It works and it's very effective. We're doing the opposite now. And guess what? We're getting the opposite results. We need to make sure we have somebody in the governor's executive chambers that's going to support our cops and not get blown around by the political winds. One more revenue. I was actually happy to see that uh, New York legalized weed. I see these other states making so much money. And I don't want to get into the morality of all of it because I know there are some issues with that. I get it. But at the end of the day, we need money. And you should be making the money, the states, and not some drug dealer in, in Jamaica, Queens. But the gambling, too, there was a good editorial I read last week. And a guy was in the New York Post, Andrew, yelling and screaming that the last thing Times Square needs is a casino. Because there's a rumor that maybe the Hard Rock already there in a restaurant form and a hotel may come to Times Square. He says, we need more cops with all the crime out there and those, those degenerate, uh, you know, uh, cartoon figures. But the last thing we need is a casino. What do you, what's your thoughts on that? Well, look, I, I'm not certain how I got to think a little bit more in terms of Times Square and the casino actually physically being there. But what I can tell you is New York has lost a lot of tax revenue to people who drive over the George Washington Bridge and decide to place their bets in New Jersey, whether it be at the Meadowlands or whether it be on their phone and their device. Um, I, I do think in looking at every single state around the country and so many of them approving gambling, uh, that we need to figure out how we are going to maximize our tax revenue as New Yorkers so that way we're easing the burden uh, for other taxpayers in New York uh, who are really overburdened with being in the highest tax state yep. in the country. Uh, so for me, I have no issue in terms of figuring that out and how we actually can do this and make a legitimate source of revenue. The one thing I don't want to do, and this is what Albany does way too often, is create a big bureaucracy that's going to end up being a crony payout that just is waiting for somebody to come back and vote for you on November 8th or have their union come out and vote for you on November 8th. So I, I'm not a big believer in creating big government systems. What I am big, a big believer in is making sure that you find efficiency so that way you can relieve the burden, and we have such a heavy burden on our taxpayers today in New York. Let's uh, circle back in the last 30 to 60 seconds to how this conversation started. Once again, Lee Zeldin, it turns out, doing his best to keep you off of the ballot. There'll be a decision made today, but you feel very confident. What, 80%, 90%, Andrew, you'll be on the ballot uh, come uh, later on this month. I do. You know, it's, it's tough for me to handicap it. If I would, maybe I would be a gambler and do that. The truth is I, I feel very, very confident that we are going to be on there. We are going to live stream it on our social media. So if anybody wants to watch at Andrew H. Giuliani, um, I think it's very important that New Yorkers see a little bit of the sausage making process that goes on. And sometimes you get some real legitimate candidates that get thrown off because maybe they're not beholden to the party boss. 
Uh, that's not democracy. And I have to tell you, uh, we need to make sure if we're going to be a strong Republican Party moving forward, that we have as many people as possible participating in this process. Think about this, guys, right? There are 6.8 million Democrats in New York State. There are 2.9 million registered Republicans. There are over 3 million non-affiliated. Now, I think in building this party and in building this message, we need to reach out and touch as many and not reach out and touch in the Andrew Cuomo kind of way. Reach out and engage <laughs> with as many New Yorkers of those unaffiliated as possible, as early as possible, and not exclude them. Uh, unfortunately, Lee has been the product of the backroom deal in Albany. We have been the one who's consistently banging the drum, which is make sure those 2.9 million registered Republicans have a voice on June 28th, whether it be June 28th or at some point in August. We will make sure that every single New Yorker, every single registered Republican has a voice over who their nominee is. We agree a thousand percent. Put this on record. Sid and Bernie want Andrew Giuliani on this ballot. Damn it. We want you on this ballot come late June or early August because you need to be there, if not to win, then to hold these other candidates in check. So whatever it's worth, you have Sid and Bernie's support 1000 percent. Well, Bernie, Sid, thank you very much. I, I always, always love coming back on with you. And I, I got to tell you, you know, it's, it's tough for me to say who, who's in second place on WABC. I mean, I, I got a guy named Giuliani. Who makes sure I always say it's my favorite show right there. But between you guys, between Curtis, uh, you guys are putting tr- together a tremendous product. And I have thank to you. tell you, I'm so excited tomorrow to go baseball back in Staten Island at the Ferry Hawks. John Katsimatidis is doing an incredible job. Not with not just with WABC, but also bringing baseball back to Staten. Island. No question. In fact, I'll see you out there tomorrow night. Look forward to it, Andrew. I'll be there as well. The home opener for the Ferry Hawks, who just spent the last uh, the first nine games on the road this season. Andrew, terrific job as always this morning. Best of luck today. Thank you so much, pal. Thank you, Bernie and Sid. See you later, pal. Andrew Giuliani, right there on the Bernie and Sid show. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.